0: Welcome to the Indestructible
1: Podcast, hosted by Danny Connell. Hey, what's going on, heroes? And welcome to the first official episode of 2021 with a new intro, courtesy of my little brother Andy, providing the voiceover that we just heard right there, as well as new podcast art, courtesy of Indestructible Productions. We used our backdrop, our cameras, and I, I couldn't be more happier with the way it turned out. I hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying safe out there. Hope you're all thriving. It's been a crazy time, but I feel that things are slowly, slowly starting to return to normal, thankfully. I also would like to say thank you guys for the incredible amount of support you've given my short film, it Happened One Day in East LA currently streaming right now on Amazon Prime. Right now it currently has 100% 5 stars so I just want to say thank you guys for checking that out and supporting it. it truly means the world to me. And if you guys want you can still purchase a t-shirt on the official website at www.ithappenedonedayinEastL.A. One Day in East LA to support sending it to a lot more film festivals. Uh, I also just recently finished the recording of my 5 new upcoming singles that I recorded with my friend Hawk Hemdelsman at his friend Uh, recording studio in Burbank California so I can't wait to show you guys that I played all the instruments sang all the vocal melodies so I'm so proud of it and hopefully if everything turns out well I will be releasing it sometime at the end of 2021 if not even into 2022 because currently right now we are mixing the singles as chronicled on the web documentary, The Making of the Indestructible Five, where I showed you guys the making of these singles, me coming up with the original idea of them, and now ultimately recording them in a studio. And so closer to the release of the actual songs is when I'll actually release the final episode, which is me in the studio playing all the instruments. So that's a lot of fun. I also have one new huge project that i'm working on currently right now it's it's very stressful but it's it's also a lot of fun and i can't wait to tell you a little bit more about it down the line but currently today we're going to be sitting down with the first guest of 2021 which is the phenomenal lisa lichtenstein i met lisa through linkedin and immediately what drew me to her was her passion for trying to make a difference in the world. her um, her heart and the fact that she is a licensed psychotherapist. she's been practicing for over 20 years. She's got such a phenomenal story. She's a licensed family and marriage therapist as well. So if you guys are looking for that uh, sort of guidance, feel free to contact. I'll post all links into the podcast description. And as well as working on something that is so exciting to me and something that I'm, I truly do feel a passion for, which is uh, robotics and implementing them into a lot more uh, situations where they can help people with certain disadvantages. And Lisa is currently working with a company called Movia Robotics, which are developing these robots that can sort of help children and people with disabilities to to assist them. It's something that I I truly feel that one day will become the norm. And we also talk about some tips for remaining sane and for remaining safe in these crazy times. And so now, on to the interview with Lisa.
0: Hey, how are you?
1: Hey, good morning, Lisa. Thank you for joining me today. Hello, my heroes, and welcome to this week's episode of the Indestructible Podcast, the podcast for the people, the podcast that can never die. I am your host, the indestructible Danny Kano. And today I'm sitting here with the phenomenal Lisa Lichtenstein. How are you doing today, Lisa?
0: Hey, Danny, I'm great. Thanks for having
1: me. (laughs) Of course, thank you for joining me. Lisa is a licensed marriage and family therapist who's been a practicing psychotherapist for over 20 years and so many other great things that we're gonna be getting into today. But I think the first thing I'd like to ask you, Lisa, and I know it's a bit broad, but um, how did you first know that you wanted to help people? I'm always interested
0: to hear how people find their passions. It's a great question, Danny, and I wouldn't expect anything less since you're such an inquisitive mind yourself. Um, you know, I think maybe even genetics. My parents are pretty awesome, generous hearted people. So I think that probably was just inbred in me. And then when I was in, I think, seventh or eighth grade, um, I took this quote unquote psychology course. And honestly, all I remember of it because it was a long time ago was this meditation where I was in space. Mm. And I associated psychology, helping people and being in this kind of cool, free sort of mind space. I was hooked.
1: Nice. And I know yeah. you've been practicing psychotherapy for over 20 years. Um, what in fact is
0: psychotherapy and, and how can that help people? Um, psychotherapy is both a science and an art. Mm. Um, there are, you know, evidence-based Research that um, results basically show that a lot of the interventions used by a licensed, um, you know, psychotherapists really can help people in a huge array of issues, whether it's anxiety, depression, you know, lack of fulfillment, or even goal achievement. Right. So, in a nutshell, you know, psychotherapy can really help people with just, you know, figuring out why a person may not be. Happy or satisfied in life. Mm. And um, with a really good therapist, you know, you can find your way and and get more in touch with really your essence and Mm -hmm. how you can help manifest that out into a more, you know, comfortable and and satisfying lifestyle.
1: Mm. And then branching from that, Lisa, what in fact is hypnotherapy?
0: Well, hypnosis, um, it's a technique that works with people's unconscious mind. To produce, you know, positive change, and the idea is that the unconscious mind, in one theory of the mind, is attributed to be about eighty-eight percent of the mind power. Mm. So, you know, a lot of times, willpower slash twelve percent isn't enough. Mm. Um, I highly recommend, you know, if a person's interested in hypnosis, number one, it's great for like behavior, you know, changes. So, if you want to stop smoking weight loss, like goal achievement, you know, performance anxiety, if you're afraid of public speaking or even um, enhancing performance like golf or sports. Right. But I do recommend, um, you know, I think even legally people who practice hypnosis have to stay in the realm of psychology. Mm. um, And therefore someone needs to be, you know, licensed as a a, either like myself, a marriage and family therapist or Mm social worker, psychologist, that kind of thing, psychiatrist. Mm. And then Lisa, do you find that
1: most people when dealing with sort of kind of like adverse effects, do they, do you find that it's mostly usually a mental problem or rather than physical? Like, have you found from your own experience that if people most likely are able to focus more on the mental aspect, do you think that that be able to be advantageous to
0: maybe overcoming a physical problem as well? You know, it's a great question. I mean, I think it depends on what the physical problem is, right? Mm. Because, um, I think that what what we know for sure with hypnosis and studies is that stress can exacerbate existing problems, right? Mm. Um, Even stress can cause certain issues if it's not, uh, if we don't have healthy coping mechanisms. Mm. So for example, a panic attack is usually accumulation of a lot of anxiety that people don't have better you know, skills that w- haven't yet been taught. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, if we go into really the scope of practice in medicine, which is not my trained, mm-hmm. you know, specialty, um, if people have issues like heart, you know, any kind of anatomical issue, best to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, a medical doctor, right? Um, a specialist. But hypnosis can help, you know, with the whole attitude of how you go about healing yourself, though, mm-hmm. in combination potentially with with a doctor, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I always found that if people are able to maybe combine maybe a mix of practices, then rather than just going right to one certain aspect, then what we've kind of been raised to, oh, you're feeling sick, go right to the traditional doctor, you know, it can sometimes be advantageous to maybe take a different route, maybe focus, like you said, on hypnotherapy, psychotherapy, before you go out and do something so extreme, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, the way in which like, licensed, you know, therapists like myself have been trained, which makes a really good sense, right? Because the whole mission is to help the person heal. Mm -hmm. So if someone came to me or called me up and said, look, I've got like a really bad back Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know what to do. So I'd say, well, I'm not a a doctor, but you know, Mm -hmm. you can see me, I can help you if it's stress related and go to a doctor so that if it's not a physical issue, we can rule it out so we're not like missing something right because holistic healing is looking at anything and everything that is ethical and legal that can help and you know i'm particularly interested in things that have been backed by science because we mm. don't have to reinvent the wheel you know and we can yeah. just pool all the successes and optimize it for each person
1: mm. and is your background in psychotherapy is what led you
0: to be a clinical director at two special education schools So my background, it was sort of my training that led me to these schools. Um, Mm. So to be a licensed uh, psychotherapist in California, before you could even sit for your state board exams, you have to earn 3,000 supervised clinical hours. Mm. So uh, 500 of those hours have to be with children. Mm. So that led me to back in the day, you know, um, picking up an actual LA times classified tangible paper. (laughs) And anyway, the school was advertising, you know, for internships, um, you know, for just a low fee payment, but, but I get great training, which is what I got. Mm -hmm. And I went there, there are two special education schools in South central. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I'm working on 21 years, started as a pre-licensed person, fell in love with the kids, Mm -hmm. um, fell in love with the staff. And I'm still there. And I just, because of my devotion, I just sort of naturally, uh, you know, uh, grew with the position and and run the two counseling centers at both schools.
1: Wow, that's amazing, Lisa. Truly your work is is so powerful. The fact that you're willing to help these children and be able to give them a little bit more perspective coming from like the psychotherapy background. And I think the fact that you pursued it yourself shows that your goals were always altruistic. The fact that you pursued that specific field rather than sometimes maybe somebody may be like, oh, okay, I'll just take the job. Whereas you kind of search that out, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think that I, I you know, when we're talking about sort of, you know, um, you know, ethical and social equity, right? Mm-hmm. We, you know, I've been, I guess privileged because I grew up in here. I'm a white girl and I, or woman, whatever. And mm-hmm. I grew up in um, the San Fernando Valley. Mm-hmm. And my parents were able to put me through school and, Um, I was, I had the luxury of pursuing what I was passionate about Mm. and not everyone has that. Right. But, um, you know, I do find that if people, even if you have to try to find work just to make a, you know, just to survive, if you have the choice over something, you know, try to move obviously with common sense to something that is interesting because passion and or fulfillment will oftentimes kind of make you thrive, you know? Mm. And then, Lisa,
1: do you find that when you, in fact, practice psychotherapy, do you deal with a lot of people that are looking to find that passion? Do you, Have you worked with people like that as well?
0: A lot of people come in and they're like, I don't know what to do. And, you know, I want to do maybe a particular thing like in the arts, but I can't make a living. And so I'm doing this thing instead, but I'm not happy. And it's, you know, it's a great thing to, to try to put energy and time if one has that luxury again. Right. Yeah. We work on ourselves. and. Mm. You know, sometimes we can't always merge an income with our passion, right? But that's okay, because if we look at the big picture, you know, so for example, if someone's doing acting and they don't get paid for it, or right, but they're loving it, and then they have another job where they're able to make a living, as long as that joy and fun is mixed into the equation, Mm -hmm. I think that's what really counts for fulfillment.
1: Absolutely. I, I 100% agree with that, Lisa. And on top of all the amazing work that you've done, I know you're actually, in fact, an author who's written two books. So I was yes. wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about your process with writing Mother Nature, Human Nature, and Your Emotional Blueprint.
0: Well, so Mother Nature, Human Nature, fortunately, um, was inspired by an idea pre-cell phones. Okay, so <laughs> date myself, but that's cool. So it was when I was walking uh, my dog, and I had a lot of attention just to look around and I was looking at nature and plants and stuff. And I just started kind of like having this philosophical thoughts of, you know, mother nature really like can teach us psychological examples of how human nature, how we mirror mother nature. And so I just started taking notes and then one of my favorite books called The Prophet mm. by El Gibran, I think it's in the early 1900s or something, or maybe even earlier, I decided to model it after values and virtues. Mm-hmm. So for example, in mother nature, I extract in each chapter, like in growth, birth, death, um, you know, marriage, children, the examples of mother nature and us sort of extracting lessons because we use mother nature for physical needs, for food, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We use it for spiritual needs, for vortexes, mm-hmm. but I don't know that we have, we've cracked the egg yet with mother Mm. nature and its psychological teachings. And so Mm. that's what I've kind of created in my book. Mm. I'm going to give you a quick example. Yeah. So if you opened up, let's say, Danny, you were thumbing through my book, mother nature, human nature, you know, seeing ourselves reflected in the world around us, right? Mm. You Thumb through it and you stopped on this page. It's under growth. Mm. On the left side of this page, this excerpt, you're going to see a gorgeous photograph of, gorgeous mountains then on the right side the first paragraph is going to tell you how mountains are formed scientifically right mm. two plates beneath the earth they collide mm. and that force pressure opposition forces the growth upward mm. so then of course that second paragraph mm. is that oftentimes humans we grow through opposition through mm. pain mm. and look at birthing a child i mean right Painful. Yeah, absolutely but there you have it. So, anyway, I just, and I really didn't have the time to really make a lot of money from the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's personally like one of my best contributions, though, because it's something that we are gifted with. If we just kind of notice and have, you know, the training a little bit to, to think about the psychological pieces that to me are, are, are great, you know, contributions to, of Mother Nature
1: right I, absolutely lisa like I'm, I'm a big proponent myself of just getting people to go out and hiking or going out and surf do, do something that makes oh. you appreciate the beautiful like luxury that we have which is our earth you know like yeah. you say I, I would love to personally read your book because i'm i'm always myself looking for
0: inspiration in all walks oh. of life you know thank you thank you and it's really mother nature kind of wrote it itself you know i mean yeah right and then my second book, um, it's coming out probably this spring, summer, 2021. Mm. It's basically, um, it's about your emotional blueprint mm. and how to kind of keep the, the original template that we get gained from mother nature, I'm sorry, from nurture nature, right? Mm, mm. From our upbringing, with our family or whomever, mm. as well as our environment. Um, And we want to keep the things that we value that work for us and that align with who we are as adults. Mm. But the things that maybe aren't as healthy because even if parents try their best, they're human, they're going to make mistakes. And that's also what we can grow through. And so in the book, I kind of give a demonstration, you know, and talk about how. How do we even define what our original emotional blueprint is? Mm. And then how do we go about making positive changes yeah right Mm. so it's not certainly a book in treatment but it is a book in people you know wanting to kind of learn about how do we recode reprogram and it's really kind of what we do in therapy Mm. in, in different ways we kind of are helping people learn new ways of living in a happier healthier way
1: Wow, that's fantastic. Well, I know I can't wait to read that when that comes out, Lisa. And I was also hoping if we could talk about your newest venture, which is working as a psychological expert for Movia Robotics.
0: Uh, tell me a little bit how that happened. I'm super excited. Movia Robotics, my partnership with them. So I'm basically their, you know, uh, psychological expert, right, on their clinician's advisory board. Um, for many, many years, probably 25 years, I knew... Um, that you know we needed therapists just my own personality there needs to be something in addition to therapy Mm. to help people make positive changes because Mm. it all is so abstract and confusing Mm. and we can get lost in our thoughts so if we had like a 3d tool or but i'm not an engineer i don't have backgrounds in technology i could not really figure out what that tool would be Mm. But I kept my passion alive. I formed a really cool company name. I came up with a CD-ROM, a prototype. I pitched to a really successful VR company here in, in mm-hmm. uh, Culver City in, in Venice. Um, everyone was great, encouraging, but I needed to do a little bit more work, right? Because I didn't have a product yet. I, I was lacking that know-how. Well, with my narrated passion, you know, my, my, my passion was just within me for many years on my LinkedIn feed where I was fortunate to meet you, Danny, I happened upon this robot and I did some research and found out like a a website and uh, I was staring at this website going, this is it, this is it. Right. So basically Movia Robotics is a company right now that is um, incredibly successful. It basically has patents. It's in schools and it's in homes right now around the world. And it's basically, it has measurable, scientific, proven software um, for helping children that are on the autism spectrum disorder. Um, and it does not replace therapists, it does not replace, you know, um, a, a teacher or, or a parent. Mm. Um, and, and an adult needs to help run, you know, sort of the, run it somewhat, right? Mm. But these robots um, are much more easy for people on the autism spectrum to connect with. Mm. Um, because with autism, these social skills are just inherently underdeveloped. So people with autism, they don't have to just, you know, deal with so, you know, people and they're already kind of avoiding. And I've seen, I mean, I work, we use what's called the robot assisted instruction at the schools um, that I am clinical supervisor of, right? Mm -hmm. Clinical director. And the working with about three kids now, it's transformational. And it's not only for people on the spectrum. It's also good for neurotypical people. You know people that have developmental issues um it has games in it that myself love to play Um, you know it's it's just an awesome tool it's fun it's sound it's Mm. actually approved by the um uh, applied behavioral analysis that sort Mm. of governs appropriate ethical Mm. um successful psychological interventions and we are my mission too is to try to get it into more schools into more homes Mm. if anyone out there knows of any grants um you know, we are not a nonprofit. Our school is, you know, just, you know, for profit, but mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of money. And our yeah. mission is helping these kids. And I'm, 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 my mission is to try to get every student in our school one of these mm. because it would be a huge revelation. And um, I, I just feel you know, a lot of empath yeah. for the, the parents because just to, to help, you know, children with special needs is really hard. So um, this company is just you know, I'm very honored to be a part of them Mm. because their hearts, it's all about, you know, helping these kids and and moving out to individuals and we're going to be coming out hopefully with some new programs as well. Um, It has all the core curriculum of academics Mm. so people can use it in the classroom and I I can go on and on about it, but if you're interested, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Mm. Moviarobotics.com. and also my website you know lisalichenstein.com. you can kind of get a link there if that's easier whatever but um you know it's phenomenal and it's all about the heart of the people like yeah. i'm certainly blessed to be working with the at the the, the owners at our school you know this especially mm-hmm. school i'm honored to be with this company cuz it's all about helping these people that mm-hmm. need help you know
1: mm-hmm. absolutely lisa and i do definitely feel that you're on the forefront of something that's Truthfully, one day, I believe, going to become the norm rather than the exception. I think especially now with the advent of AI technology, when we hear guys like Elon Musk talk about that, I, I do believe that the work you're doing with right now, Movia, is going to ultimately be something that people just be like, oh my God, Lisa was talking about this years before. Now we simply have a Mobia robo- yeah. robot living with us in our house or something like that, you know?
0: You know what, Danny, you're, you're ahead of your time. I don't know your age. <laughs> I know you're younger than me, but you're you, absolutely, I mean- A hundred percent. I mean, like, you know, I I even said this when I kind of um, called up Movia when I happened upon their website. I looked at it for like five, 10 minutes, something like that. I picked up the phone. There was a phone number. I'm talking to this sweetheart of a guy spending like a half hour. I didn't really know who he was, but just chatting away, asking questions, telling him all about my mission. And, you know, I end up finding out 30 minutes later when we hung up he was the own the founder and chief scientist wow right but i did tell him in that conversation that i want to see this being as available mm. as the iphones are because mm. here's the bottom line i believe if we had a class in emotional intelligence starting in preschool all the way up until every grade through 12th grade we would have a healthier happier world yeah because we have physical education. We have to learn about our bodies. We have to learn how to take care of ourselves with hygiene. Mm-hmm. And our brains, we have a big part of us as human beings that are emotional. So, yeah. you know, it gets a little bit overlooked. But with this this tool, it's beyond a product. It's a tool because it's run by an adult live right there with the child. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the robot goes on by itself and you pre-program it. But you can like... You know, you let the robot know what the child's doing because the robot cannot see, right? Mm-hmm. But um, it just has amazing potential, and, and you're right, on Danny, you're, you're at before your time. You probably have been called an old soul, right, Danny? Uh,
1: yes, uh, before yeah. yes. <laughs> and right? I, I, I know personally, Lisa. I was taking a look at some of the videos that you had sent over to me. Just seeing the interaction between some of the children and the robot, and it, it almost brought me to tears because getting to see these children that maybe with an adult they feel a little bit maybe intimidated with something kind of like a little friendlier looking, a little cute looking, like the robot, basically reciprocating what the adults are saying, but in a a lot more of a kinder manner, I can definitely see that helping a child in all walks of life, you know?
0: You're 100% right, Danny, and I'm so glad you brought this up because one of the videos that's available online, you know, Mm -hmm. um, is a video, like a two, three minute video of this autistic boy at home, and he's got this robot, Kebby, and um, it's his friend, you know, and um, he was interviewed on the news, I think, in, I think it was a Midwest somewhere. Mm. But basically, the mom was saying that after he was using Kebby on a regular basis, learning social skills and just learning like games and, you know, using it, doing homework, classwork, um, the communication and social skills, everything that the, that, that child learns automatically gets generalized towards people in his world Mm -hmm. so the mom was saying for the first time in his life he just came up to me and said mom I love you and just ran back to his kebby and she was like I mean I was in tears okay like I mean so it's beyond just making money it's beyond product this is like it's just filling the world with a lot of wonderful loving good really Uh,
1: Absolutely. And I think the more that we have access to these beautiful tools, the more that, like you said, we will become better as a society
0: overall. Actually, the BBC Click is going to be doing um, some uh, like a long term. I don't know how long term, but they follow an autistic um, child using Mm -hmm. the the system and people might be able to gain a little bit more insight to it. Um, Probably upcoming. I'm not sure exactly the the air date, but probably soon
1: absolutely. And I think you definitely hit the nail on the head there, Lisa, when you said that if people can just learn and maybe just see some of the videos of this thing in action, then they would truthfully understand it rather than just generalizing or or kind of going to crazy uh, conclusions or something like that. And I I know currently right now, Lisa, you've actually been featured on ABC's weekly live news segments for the past six months, kind of providing some tools and self-care strategies in the wake of everything that's going on in the pandemic. I was wondering if Maybe you could talk to us about that, how that happened.
0: Yeah. So um, last year in March, when the lockdown happened, you know, around the world, certainly here in Los Angeles, um, I just started thinking, like, how can I help? You know, like, it's it's a really scary, frightening time, anxiety. And here I am having more time on my hands because I'm not driving to and from. Um, and so I basically just sent an email to to ABC you know track down some news people and um i just said look i can just you know add any kind of content you think would be helpful in terms of mental health onto your website they basically said would you be willing to do a live interview segment and i said nice. well absolutely so we did one and you know finished mm-hmm. it and i uh, was looking forward to seeing you know because i'd rewind it after i recorded it and within like 10-15 minutes the one of the producers texted me said can you do it next week and then it just became like i was doing it every week for six months mm-hmm. and i'm still doing it you know every few weeks now they're kind of um changing up the schedule a little bit mm-hmm. but my next uh, video abc7 is going to be on march 3rd
1: mm-hmm.
0: um at five ten a.m so set your dvrs and absolutely if it's, it, yeah it's a local chal- channel but i think it's streaming if i'm not mistaken so mm-hmm. um but anyway it's awesome because i commend uh, the, you know, the, um, mainstream news for valuing psychology and, and emotional health, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're a little bit in psychology where, you know, people, lay people are a little bit in the dark ages, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, it's really a way to live just more happily and healthfully. And, um, so, yeah. And, and so they, you know, we exchange different ideas, what's newsworthy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm working on some pitches here for the next news. And we'll, between me and producers, we'll come up with some, you know, newsworthy kind of current, Mm. you know, suggestions.
1: That's fantastic, Lisa. I was
0: was hoping maybe you
1: could share with us some of those tips and some of those tools that you talked about. You bet. Um,
0: So when we have anxiety, our minds really do kind of work a little bit like a computer program. So if we have anxiety, we can, probably have that old experience of the anxiety looping, going round, round and round And all it's doing is creating more and more accumulative anxiety or stress. Mm. So what we need is an exit strategy. Mm. So for any anxious thought you have, come up with a response that is mm. reality-based, of course, um, but has a positive flair or terminology. So mm. an example would be Oh my god this pandemic will never end and things will never be normal and i'm going to lose everyone that i love or i'm going to die soon Mm -hmm. so what i would say is okay write that down under false beliefs Mm -hmm. and then respond to it and the truth would be the truth is the pandemic is decreasing in its reach Mm -hmm. that eventually anyone who wants to be vaccinated will um and it's okay if you're frustrated and impatient because it's taking a while Mm -hmm. but that inevitably things will be back you know um, and hopefully will be better than where we began in some respects obviously with all the losses no Mm -hmm. but um the idea is to give yourself a response that helps to resolve that unresolved anxious thought if that makes sense absolutely So that's one tip, you know, naming, identify emotions. Mm. If we don't, if we're upset and we don't know what it is, it's almost like it's in the dark and we're being chased. Mm. Flip the light on, turn around and say, what is it? Then we can kind of put it to rest. So if we're feeling really angry and we're sort of snapping at people, Mm. look at that. Okay, it's okay. I'm angry. We don't want to act out on people. What am I angry about? I'm angry because I don't know an example right and so then you get to sort of deal with it directly with a person talk about it um, write it out, and then you want to be in control of how you cope with your emotions, versus your emotions being in control of your behavior.
1: Wow. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, Lisa, 100%. And I, I think just in closing, Lisa, I would just like to say personally that I, I believe in the work that you're doing. I believe what you're doing matters. It, it's, it's so incredibly moving. And just from a personal aspect, to see somebody that is trying to work with children that need that special care and are going at it in a perspective that it's looking towards the future for how we can help future generations in doing so. So I just would like to say thank you for all the work you've
0: done. Danny, You got it. Thank you so much. Absolutely.
1: And I know I'm going to be tuning in March 3rd to see you on the TV. I know all my listeners are going to be checking it out as well. So we can't wait right on thank you so much <laughs> absolutely lisa and uh i was also wondering just personally would it at all be a possible to maybe have uh the robot that you had in fact shown me the other day say a couple words on uh on camera
0: uh-huh let me it's gonna be going here in a minute here
1: uh, <laughs> all right folks so we're gonna be listening in on one of the movia robots right now on the podcast hey Kevy.
0: hi danny and his listeners it's
1: so nice to meet you I have been created by Mofia Robotics, and I help people with autism and other challenges. And and Kevy, you have such a such a kind voice. You should do podcasts yourself.
0: <laughs> That's a great idea! I think he wants to answer that.
1: Yeah, what do you think, Kevy? You want to be on a podcast?
0: I would love
1: to. <laughs>
0: you would have to teach me.
1: <laughs> hey, you got it, buddy. Anytime, anytime. Well, Lisa, this has been an absolute pleasure getting to get to know you a little bit more, having you share your your amazing story out here on the podcast for all my listeners. And if anybody is interested, Lisa, I was hoping you
0: could share some links as well where people can find you. So um, my website is Um It's a long last name. I guess, should I spell it or you'll have it on your... your...
1: Oh yeah, I'll link it on the podcast. Yeah.
0: And then certainly um, moviorobotics.com. Um, you'll see a little blurb about me and everyone who works, you know, in the company um, on the clinicians advisory board. Mm-hmm. You'll see also access to um, some more videos of of, of um, the robot assisted instruction. Mm-hmm. And there's right now we have five different robots. Mm-hmm. They the um, We have like one that's three feet tall. Mm -hmm. That's really ideal in a classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, we have the same software capabilities in all of them. Mm. So just depending on the need and so forth, but it's pretty cool to just go on and check it out. Um, And that's, you know, that's it. You can BBC Click is going to start airing. Um, The robot assisted instruction also is going to be in, it is already published in the autism magazine. Um, It's got a few pages in there. There's also... I think an autism spectrum magazine. It's in as well, Mm. Um, and you know that's Mm. pretty much it. I mean, you can from that. Also, my books are on my website. uh, You know, info about my private practice, all Mm. that good stuff. So, I think between those two websites, you'll you'll find a a bunch of info.
1: (laughs) Fantastic, Lisa. Well, I thank you once again for your time. You are definitely one hundred percent (laughs) indestructible.
0: Thank you, Danny.
1: Absolutely. Have a great day, okay?
0: All right. Bye now.
1: (laughs) Bye.